CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I have a really fun episode for you guys. This week, I caught up with Peter Weber and Dustin Kendrick, who were both on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette, of course, and then Peter, Pilot Pete, went on to be our Bachelor last year. And it's fun because we started covering The Bachelor on this podcast during Peter's season. So I got to ask Peter a lot of questions that I wanted to ask him this time last year. We talked about Hannah Brown showing up on his season. We talked about Hannah Ann. We talked about Madison, of course. We talked about Kelly. He was pretty candid about producers and how they kind of influenced the show and while also still being grateful um, for the experience. And he, you know, can laugh at himself now at some of the things that went down on his very, very dramatic and criticized season of The Bachelor. Um, Him and Dustin are launching a podcast, which you'll hear all about during the interview. They also do some charity work together and just talked a lot about their experience moving to New York and living together as roommates. So please stick around and listen to that whole interview. Of course, I asked about Barb, you guys. I called her a queen. I asked her if he regretted her being it after the final rose. We went there. There was, we went there. But first, before I play that, I just wanted to mention some Matt James updates because if you listen to our Friday news breakdowns, that was recorded before things took a little bit of a turn in the Matt James saga. So I just wanted to set, give a quick update, maybe address some, some developments that Us Weekly did cover from the beginning, but things change. And as everyone says, you know, there are three sides to every story. And in this situation, there is Rachel's side, Matt's side, and probably what really happened, which is somewhere in the middle. We will never totally know, but we do have a pretty good understanding at this point of both sides of what they're saying. And you might have seen on Reality Steve or on some other outlets, you know, a certain reporting and Reality Steve had Rachel's side, clearly what she was saying, but, you know, outlets like Us Weekly, whoever, have to go to the other side to get their response. So whether that's a rep or, you know, a source close to them or the person, you know, that's obviously will not be disclosed, but you know, we have to check in on both sides of the spectrum with with both reps, with ABC, with everyone. So it's not like we can just run one side without checking in with the other, like someone else might. But long story short, as we spoke about on Friday, Matt and Rachel were seen out in New York City last week, last Tuesday. Um, There was blurry pictures of them everywhere. And then the narrative kind of came out that Matt was not trying to get back together with Rachel, but she was. And we have since learned that According to sources close to Rachel, Matt paid for Rachel's ticket to New York, that she was staying with Matt at his New York City apartment, and that they were in communication this whole time, which I did say on Friday, I believe. They've been FaceTiming. They've been speaking kind of low-key. She's been updating him on everything she's been doing. I think he has been doing the same with her. He's been supportive, and they've had, you know, a they've kind of developed a friendship And from Rachel's point of view, they were laying the groundwork to get back together and maybe give their romance another shot. From Matt's point of view or what Matt's side or sources close to Matt say is that he was not ever trying to do that and he was just trying to be a supportive friend and maybe get some closure on this relationship. So one source says 
um, that Rachel is very emotional right now because she was very hopeful that things were going to work out. She's still trying to process this. This source also claims that Matt was talking to another girl during their trip to New York, and Rachel discovered that, which made her, you know, even more obviously emotional and upset. But another source tells us that Matt was not looking for a romantic relationship with Rachel after he ended it with her. He tried to make it clear to her that he just wants to be friends and support one another as they both have gone through this journey together. Matt is a caring and supportive person, so he wouldn't just block her out immediately. Now, after Us Weekly posted that story, which has, you know, implies that he was talking to someone else, that Rachel learned this, and then has his denial of that. This woman named Grace went live on Instagram with Reality Steve, and she has claimed that she is the other woman who Matt was speaking to, and her story was pretty much that her and Matt met last year before he was The Bachelor, before he was even going to be on The Bachelorette. They were talking. She's from Florida. He was in Florida with the quarantine crew. They hung out a little bit. Matt's named The Bachelor. According to Grace, Matt suggested she try to get on the show. Maybe they could, you know, pursue this relationship. She looked into it. It didn't work out on her end. She got a new job or they didn't want her. Kind of a combo, it seemed like. So she didn't go on the show. Then while he filmed the show and was with Rachel, they were not speaking. And then after they broke up in February, these two were in contact again via Instagram talking. Then a couple days ago, last week when they were in Miami, Matt invited her out. Apparently, this was days before he reunited with Rachel in New York. So then when Grace saw the photos and the tweets about Matt and Rachel being together in New York, she was like, wait a minute. Two days ago, he was trying to get me to come out in Miami. According to this girl, Rachel and Grace have spoken to each other, according to each other, um, and they have compared notes. And that is what prompted Rachel to leave and feel like she was being manipulated by Matt quote, a source said that they were talking about a future together. She felt manipulated and duped. So yeah, I mean, again, it's a classic. He said, she said they were not together during the last couple months. So I, you know, it's not a shock, I guess, that Matt could be talking to someone else, but we don't know obviously what was going on in their private conversations. We don't know if Matt was leading Rachel on, if Rachel was reading into things wrong. That's, we have no idea. Um, I'm sure it's probably a little bit of both, um, but, you know, obviously to pay for someone allegedly to fly to New York and stay with you implies maybe something. So I feel bad for Rachel. I think that this um, is kind of a sad turn, but probably for the best, these two totally go their separate ways now. Matt obviously kind of, you know, he had a really hard time on the show too, and I was feeling a lot of sympathy towards him. And now maybe this isn't giving him the cleanest edit or image that he had before. I don't know, you guys, the show is messy. The show is really messy. And I just wanted to point out that Us Weekly was doing our best to hear from both sides and figure out what was going on as we always do and as we do on this podcast. And I'm sure by the time we record on Friday or even by the time you're listening to this on Tuesday, there could be other developments. But no one knows better than anyone what it's like to get every move that they make in their romantic relationships torn apart and criticized than Peter Weber. And without further ado, I think you guys should check out my chat with Peter and Dustin. I am joined now by Peter Weber and Dustin Kendrick, who are launching their new podcast, Bachelors in the City. We're going to get into that and so much more today. But first, hi, guys. How are you? We're doing good. How are you? Doing awesome. Yeah, good to be here. Um, you guys obviously met on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette. Was it was it love at first sight for this friendship, for this bromance? <laughs> I would say so. I So I, I always tell people, so I'm actually I'm a diehard <laughs> Seattle Seahawks fan and our quarterback, Russell Wilson. So my first impression was I thought he was a Russell Wilson 2.0 lookalike. And so that's kind of, I think, like the first thing we ever like talked about when we first met. I remember him. He had this uh, super sharp, had this blue suit on, but he had this, these white converse. I'd never seen that look before. It was very, very dressed, but very casual. So, um, yeah, it was kind of from the very beginning. Yeah. And then the rest What do you remember of what Peter was wearing, Dustin? Do you have this? Yeah, <laughs> I know. He gives a great detail. But no, Pete was wearing his, uh, his, his captain uniform. A whole uh, pilot, uh, pilot uniform, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had the hat. Pilot Pete was born. That's, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the night. Does it feel like that season filming that was a long time ago, or does it still feel like it was yesterday? Because a lot has gone on for both of you since then. Yes and no for both of those. Some days I'm like, man, that feels like yesterday. But then I'm like, that was kind of, that was a long time ago. That, that season for, for me specifically, yeah, it feels like eons ago for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I can go back and obviously I have very vivid memories and great memories of it, but definitely feels like a long time ago. Just crazy to think of everything that's kind of transpired from that night. You never know, you yeah. know, kind of going on that type of show and that experience, what it's going to kind of do for your life and where you're going to be in, you know, two years later. So no way we could have predicted this, but no. here we are now. Yeah. Things have changed. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Two Bachelors in the City, hence the podcast name. Tell me about it. What what can fans expect from this new project of yours? Uh, I think the one thing we're really excited about is that we're both new to New York and we're just going to be talking about our experiences in New York. Uh, I won't touch much on Bachelor things. I know a lot of people... Well, do, do, do a little bit. We'll do a little bit. We're not going to touch much on it. Uh, I think there's enough podcasts out there that, you know, I don't want anyone to get annoyed with us thinking that we're just <laughs> going to be talking about Bachelor stuff. But... Uh, our experiences in New York and so far since we've been here, we've had some fun, crazy experiences and we just, yeah. we want to share that and uh, yeah, what better way to engage with everyone else. Yeah. And, and this city just obviously has so much to offer again. Like Justin said, we're both brand new to it. I'm from LA. He's from Chicago originally. And um, just kind of how this all came about in this whole roommate situation, you know, is a good story behind that and um, kind of inspiration for this podcast. And hopefully we can just inspire people to kind of fall in love with the city as much as we have. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Is there a weird pressure to talk about bachelor stuff though on the other end? Cause like when things happen, I feel as though there's this weird thing that alums or former bachelors or contestants like have to like release statements on things that have nothing to do with them. And I'm just wondering how that is right now, because that's kind of weird. <laughs> that's honestly that you bring up such a great point. It's so true. It's like, there's like this, this ex- expectation where you have to like comment on stuff that literally has nothing to do with you. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I, I, I don't, I, I probably should more, but, um, but I don't, but like, no, we, what I think what Dustin's trying to say, we're just, it's not going to be solely focused around the bachelor. That's not what this is. Obviously, you know, our audience is going to want to hear a little bit about that. We will do like a little love segment for sure. Some like, uh, you know, dating advice, whether it's good or not, uh, we'll give you our advice and uh, have fun with that. But um, yeah, a little bit of bachelor talk yeah. too. For sure. We'll give our two cents and then we'll get out. We won't have to go overboard with it. Yeah. What is the biggest thing you guys have learned about each other since this roommate situation has started? How long have you been living together now? About three, uh, two months, about two months. Um, I've learned that this guy um, does not like to sleep, wakes up way, way too early. I'm, I'm a huge, I sleep in all the time. So I get to uh, hear him, you know, banging around in the morning, getting stuff done. We got this room, but he's always turning on, sleeping on the floor in the mornings. Um, <laughs> so he's clean. That's good. Clean and active. This doesn't sound like bad. It's not bad. You know, what's funny. It's like the opposite. Whenever like we've had dinner, maybe some wine and a little hungover. He likes to get up early and starts banging around and cleaning things up. And me, I don't get up early, but when I do get up, you get up earlier than me. I don't know about that. Alcohol uh, <laughs> well, can change things. We, we, we haven't had like we we we've, we've gone along well. I don't think we've had like a roommate fight yet. No. You know, which will probably come at some point. That Ooh, comes with yeah. with someone, but yeah. uh, we got our dogs. You know, our dogs are living with us, so that that's cool. Um, yeah, it's been a lot yeah. of fun. Honestly, so I don't, far. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything new though, because when during quarantine, we, I knew you slept forever, anyways. That's right. We spent a lot of time out, yeah, in Chicago during quarantine before this, so we're getting to know each other. But that's been good. Yeah. What about the dating stories? Do we have any nightmare dating experiences in New York yet? It's still early. We're still like getting back out there. The bars are still closing late, but do we have any like nightmare situations that have gone down yet? Not yet for me. <laughs> you're very one. You're gonna have the stories. I, I'm not really on the whole dating scene yet. I'm kind of taking it a little bit more casual. I'm meeting people for sure, um, but dating wise, not necessarily 100 percent there yet. But Dusty, <laughs> I mean, I hope I don't have no nightmare. Like no, you got, you got to like shut off. You want to like. <laughs> One of those dating. I was calls. going. I was going on a little bit too many dates too quick. Oh. It's expensive in New York too. Like shit. Like I had to damn near take out a loan for all these dates. That's a joke. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the podcast gets good sponsors and we can keep up your dating for content for the podcast too. It's all one big cycle, right? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have a lot of the content for us. I remember when he first moved in here. It was like he was going on a date every single night. I was like, holy shit, bro! Like that. I was excited to meet. But that's what the city offers you. It's so many people, you know, oh, man. there's, there's that. <laughs> yeah, he was so we, have, we haven't found the one yet. What are you looking for? Both of you? What, what are we looking for in the one these days? Um, I'm looking for the one that's just confident um, in herself, uh, brings me value in my mental health and my goals in life. I don't know. I just I need someone there that's just going to be by my side and pushes me to do better in life. I, I mean, I've met a lot of great girls, but just haven't met the one yet. Yeah, I would say for me, I, it's, it's pretty simple. I, I just, I want someone that 
the biggest quality that kind of stands out to them, it, out from them, is just like their sense of just how sweet they are. An absolute sweetheart. Someone that has that is, you know, someone that I feel like I can, um, you know, put up with a lot of other stuff if they have just that genuine quality. And I would love to, you know, build a life with someone like that. And, you know, obviously someone's an adventurous and it's got a, a thirst for life like, like I do, um, you know, not necessarily. You can be a homebody a little bit, but not not so much. Like I like to I like to get out there and live and take advantage of this beautiful life we have. So, um, someone that can kind of relate to me on those those aspects, I think, uh, will be the one. And haven't found the one yet, but have all the faith in the world that she's out there. I just haven't met you yet. Yeah. Oh wow, love that. Um, I mean, well, Peter, we obviously got to watch you try to find the one a lot over the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> Probably too much. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for putting you through that. No, I mean, personally, as someone who covers the show, great content. So thank you for your service. So the okay. same thing to Matt James. Um, but I have to ask you a few burning questions that I've had for you. Justin, uh, feel free to chime in, of course, too. Give me your opinion. I know you were probably watching, rooting for your boy. On the hot seat. Right. Burning questions. I'm excited. You're going in the hot seat. We're going all the way back. Peter? What do you remember about Hannah Brown showing up on your season of The Bachelor? Were you excited? Were you pissed? Were you annoyed? Were you all the be above? Uh, yeah, wow. Good question. So I I just was uh, immediately just complete shock. So I remember the first time she showed up on my season was that the first night um, with all the limos. And so we'd gone through, you know, 30 women had come. I had met all 30. And then one more limo shows up and I don't know if they, if they edited it this way. I think maybe they did where she was the last person to come out. Um, in real life, she actually was the last one to come out as well. And, but that limo showed up and it just, it sat there for like 15, 20 minutes. No one got out and I'm just standing there. No one's coming up to me. Like, obviously they don't show this part, but I'm just like, they're like waiting, like, okay, like when's the door going to open? Like what kind of surprise is this going to be? No producers are like coming up to me or anything. And then I guess, she was just, you know, getting ready, gathering herself to like finally come out and do it. It was a big moment for her too, I guess. And um, obviously then she opened the door and at first I was like, there's no way that's Hannah. Like, there's no way. It was like, look, like I thought it was just this gorgeous girl. I was like, oh my God. Um, and then I realized just her smile, you know, that bright smile, like that's Hannah Brown. Holy shit. <laughs> and they're just, doing it. They're doing it for me. They're, they're doing it. I knew that some, somehow, some way they'd probably try to bring her back or something like that. Um, and yeah, she came out and I was just extremely just nervous and just like shocked and whatnot, but excited to see her too. And then, and then I remember it, yeah, it was, it was kind of like a little emotional for me too. Cause she did like a really sweet gesture. Uh, I, you know, give, I remember I gave her wings the first, uh, when I first met her the first night. So it was kind of this crazy, you know, full circle thing now where I'm on the other side in front of the same house where we first met and she's giving me back the wings that I gave her. Um, it was just a really sweet gesture by her. She didn't have to do that, but I appreciated it. And then, yeah, I, I remember just being so confused and I was like, do I, should I like bring her, like ask her to come in? Like, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. Um, what's like rude or not, or like respectful to the woman inside. And, but she ended up obviously leaving and then, yeah. And then I saw her on the next group date and that was a whole other kind of fiasco. Um, but yeah, there, that was that. I mean, was there any part of you that was like, thought she would actually like stick around or like be on the seat because like, it's kind of a hard thing to ask someone to do but obviously if they're presenting her like she's here and she keeps showing up you had to probably think all right there's something i should be doing here or pursuing here true yeah i, I mean i was an idiot producers were probably hating me but i literally like i think they edited this part out like i was like i'll i'm gonna leave the show like if you want to like if you want to give this a shot like i'll leave right now and she's like you can't do that peter like you sign you're the bachelor you sign a contract i'm like no like i'll, I'll do it like what are they gonna do to me and I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking that day. Um, I was <laughs> very, very confused, but I don't know. I just, I was, I am very in touch with my feelings. Right. And I know when I'm feeling something or when I'm not, and I was just kind of going off of what I was feeling there. Um, something up. Maybe, maybe I was a little too impulsive. I'm not going to lie, but um, that's, imagine uh, you just blew up the whole first episode. Like you just left. That would be, that would have been amazing. <laughs> that's a wrap. That would have been, yeah, I guess that would have been a record for the, the shortest uh, season there, but um, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of what I was feeling there. And um, obviously what ended up happening happened, but um, yeah, because I, I, I asked her to come to the house and she didn't know she wanted to do that. And that's when I offered, okay, well, maybe I'll just leave. And that didn't happen. So, didn't happen. Do you have any sort of friendship with her or anything now or no? Totally separate lives. Yeah, no, we just, our lives are kind of, you know, separated there. Um, you know, I'm super happy for her. I see she's in an awesome relationship and she seems super happy. So that just makes me super happy. And, and she's an amazing person. And I got nothing but great things to say about her. So. Love it. All right. That was a real burning question I had. My next one, 
is about Queen Barb. Yes. Killing it on cameo. There we go. <laughs> um, okay, so we also kind of saw this on Matt's season, which I know you were in and out of watching because I saw you guys at the finale, but you did see most of the finale, as far as I know. Um, yeah. And we had his mom kind of seemingly pivoting him. Maybe don't get engaged. This process is kind of crazy for you from a lead perspective. How much? Because they also showed it to us, like your mom kind of you know told you to pick Hannah Ann over Madison, whether that was true or not. But did you, how much does the parent presence like affect that decision going into it? Is it like edited to be like, oh, they hate this person? Or do you feel like that really does play a huge part in the decision you make? Um, I mean, yeah, for, for sure. Listen, editing the show can make a lot of things seem a certain way. I'm just unfortunate. That's just the way it is. That's the power of editing. So I can't really speak on, you know, Matt's, Matt and his mom's take of how much was edited there or not. For me personally, um, you know, family to me is just so important and I trust my family with everything. And so, you know, when I, you get to that point, you know, at the end of this kind of this crazy journey, um, the entire time you literally only have the producers that you're talking to. You're not talking, you, you don't, you, you're, you don't have your phone. You have no access to talking to your friends, your family, you know, anyone outside of the show. It's just producers. And while you do get a great relationship with them and you get close to them and you trust them, they're also producers and that's their job. They're making TV. Um, so while they can have your best interests at heart, they can also, also have their job. That's, you know, their number one priority. Um, and so for me, finally getting to see my family. It's like, okay, finally I get to see someone out now that I fully can trust. I can open up to, I can ask for their opinion and see what they think. Um, and I know I'm going to get a hundred percent, whether I like it or not, I'm going to get a hundred, hundred percent truth. Um, so that's kind of just what happened with me. Um, you know, my family, they just, there's like, there's no BS with my family. We call it like we see it. Um, and that's one thing I love about my family and they got my back. I got their backs. And, um, so I would, I wouldn't say that, my family necessarily try like that parents try to like direct you a certain way. Like, in, I mean, I guess kind of, they're just giving you their advice and they want the best for you. Um, and I guess, you know, you could say the same thing was done with Matt and his mom and, um, just gets real. Like you get out of the bubble. Yeah. It just, yeah. It, it gets real. It's the first time where you're finally like, okay, you just know that this is an honest, honest, honest conversation. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it was unfortunate kind of, I don't know my take on, what I think you saw Matt's headspace kind of definitely shift. And I mean, I probably had a little bit of that as well. Um, just cause it's so confusing. There's so much going on and it's all happening so fast. So Dustin, does Barb approve of your, the roommate ship with Peter? Absolutely. Oh, my mom loves that. <laughs> yeah. loves Sophie. Me and Barb message like every day on like uh, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean, she kind of got to become her own like polarizing figure in, in her own right in Bachelor Nation. Was that like weird for you guys? Like when that was all playing out in the after the final rose and everything? And I see she embraced it. And I feel like she's totally, you know, confident in her. She was just looking out for you. But like, was that like a weird thing to have your mom be like memed and like everyone talking about your, your family? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I, I don't think anyone kind of expects that going into it, but I mean, I, I love my mom so much and I, I'm just so proud of her and yeah, she's, <laughs> I never would have expected her to get such a huge fan base coming from this and, and all this support and whatnot, uh, but she's doing great. She, she's got, you know, this community that she, she does these lives on Instagram every Tuesday. I've and, seen them. You know, it, it's freaking awesome. And she's good at it. And I'm like, you need to get your own podcast. Like you, she just is great at that and connecting with people. Um, but no, I mean, I don't think anyone could have expected her to just kind of, <laughs> kind of rise up so fast and get such a, such a following, but I'm happy for her for sure. Maybe you guys should have her on bachelors in the city. Oh, you already know. You already know we got an episode from my mom. <laughs> yes. Dream guests before I go back to, I'll give you a break for a second in my burning questions. because I'm not done, but dream guests for the podcast. Dream guests. Um, I would say, uh, I didn't think about this. I, 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 I a dream guest? Yeah. But I would say Tony Robbins would be a dream guest for a podcast oh, just because he's someone cool. I look up to so much and I've just read so many of his books and just like, just really just admire him and everything he's about. Um, just so full of knowledge and seems like a great dude. So that'd probably be my dream guest right now. That'd be a good one. I'm trying to think. Man, this is tough. I don't know. Maybe someone, I'll say that. Yeah. Blake Griffin, that would be pretty cool. He just moved out here playing for the Nets. Okay. There you go. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah, I feel like any New York athlete would be, you guys could share stories between Bachelor 
dating contestant, like post life when you're the bachelor contestant and being an athlete. I feel like you, between all of you, you'd have some stories to tell. <laughs> Actually, yeah, bring up or ask James Harden. We just were out with James Harden. We weren't with him. Subtle night. flex. <laughs> Sat with James Harden. We weren't with him. I'm not saying that. No. I wish. I wish. I wish. That'd be awesome. James, tell us your best dating story. Um, okay. This was, what was more painful filming your breakup with Hannah Ann or having to watch it back in front of everyone on after the final rose? Oh, oh wow. You got some questions. questions. Never been asked that before. Um, Hell yeah. I always am trying to come up with questions. I feel like you've probably been asked a million of these before, but not on my perspective. So I have to ask you again. <sighs> um, I, I mean, both obviously were incredibly hard, uh, but I would say the actual act of it, of, you know, doing it, um, that day, like that was just such a, such a stressful time, like in my life that don't want to like ever, you know, kind of go back to like, that was just, it was tough. And <laughs> the last thing that, that I ever wanted to do was, was hurt someone, you know, like that. That's just, that's not what I'm about. And, you know, I made, again, though, I put myself in that situation and I made these decisions and you know, I'm not blaming anyone except myself, but definitely was confused. And there's a lot of, you know, pressure and manipulation that kind of goes through that whole process. And, um, just knowing that I was going to hurt her, like Hannah Ann literally, and I, I mean, I said it like Hannah Ann is the sweetest soul you could ever meet. Like it's not, nothing about that's fake. Something, you know, it may come off sometimes. No, it's 100% real. That is her, like the sweetest soul. And she, you know, that just knowing that I was going to hurt her absolutely just tore me up. And I was not okay for a while after that, but, um, Hey, it's, you know, that's in the past now and we're looking forward. And, um, yeah, obviously though, watching that live too was, was not easy, but doing it in person was the worst. They, Ari Leindek Jr. has said that he agreed to film his breakup with Becca when he was going to like switch back to Lauren because they told him like it was going to give her a good edit and make her the bachelorette. Did they try to sell you that with two with the Hannah Ann? Because filming that must have been like very like, did you have a choice in filming the breakup or was it just to complete the story? Um, I don't know if you can even answer that. You, so there, I mean, there's some things I can't say, but like, um, you know, so we, we have like, what's called like, they're like happy couples. So mm -hmm. after you finish filming you, cause you don't get to see each other right in public while, while the show is airing. So you only get like every like three weeks or so they try to get it to where, you know, they would it'd usually be out in LA um, and they'd fly Hannah Ann out to LA or whoever the bachelor couple is, you know, they get a house, Airbnb, your way there. You don't leave for like three days. And so that was, I think like our, our second one, maybe second or third one. And, um, you know, I, I knew what was most likely going to happen. Again, I kind of wanted to just like see her in person before, like it was a hundred, like pretty, the producers knew there was a good chance it was going to happen. Um, and all that, you know, Hannah and obviously didn't know, but, um, they didn't like tell me, they weren't like directing me like you need to do it now or not. Like that was, that was all my choice. I, I was the one that was calling those shots. Um, but I mean, also, I, I kind of understand though what Ari was saying, like, I haven't heard that before. Like, I definitely went through my mind, like, listen, I feel horrible what's going on right now with Hannah Ann. If there's any sh chance that this can, you know, help her go and, and find her person then through being the bachelorette, like, I would love to kind of promote that and push that for her as well. Because, you know, she obviously deserves it. So I could see where he's coming from with that. And then your last, my last question about your ending, obviously they kind of tried to imply like, oh, maybe he's going to get back with Madison and whatever. Was there ever any like real possibility of that? Or was it more so just like you guys were going through the motions? It was a lot. I know you were together for like two days. I don't even know if that was fair to say, or if the media just kind of blew that up and was like a two day breakup. I don't know if that was our fault or what happened there. Yeah. That, uh, people like, like they kind of blew that one up a little bit. I, we never started dating. We, we weren't in a relationship. Um, you know, we, 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 we spoke for a couple of days after that, just trying to, it was, that was a whole whirlwind, right? There was so much going on. So we were just trying to figure things out and just very kind of mutually and cordially just decided that, you know, that we weren't going to pursue this going forward. And so that's when, you know, we, had, we made like a statement a couple of days, but people like to say that, yeah, we, I went from that relationship to like, we weren't in a relationship. We were, we were just talking um, and figuring things out. So. And then of course, Kelly, obviously we see those pictures, Dustin, you were in those pictures in Chicago. I remember like it was yesterday. It gave me my first quarantine entertainment, seeing yeah. all of you guys out in Chicago and being like, Oh, <laughs> Peter's with Kelly Dustin, They're all there. How exciting for all of us fans with no show to watch anymore. Um, <laughs> We shut the city down that day. Yeah, the, we started getting blamed. We, the whole river walk got shut down. We're like, oh, it's, it's Peter, Dustin, and Kelly's fault. It, uh, it was like the one nice day that we've had in Chicago. So when everyone, it's a nice day. Everybody's been cooped up. Everybody went outside, went on a walk. Everybody, like the whole city. But yeah, we got blamed for it. 
Yeah. Well, cause I'm sure people were like coming up to you like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they shut that down. Like the, the city of Chicago was like, Oh, no one can go on the riverwalk. No one could walk the lakefront. <laughs> Literally the very next day. We're like, Oh boy. Everyone blamed <laughs> the us. power. Yeah. Right. That was also before like everyone was being told to wear masks and stuff. So like if no one really knew what was going, it was very early in everything, I feel like. So no one know yeah. the, knew the rules. So you probably were getting some hate for things that maybe we weren't even like, didn't yeah. know the rules yet. Yeah. We just yeah. wanted to get some fresh air. That's it. Yeah. We've been grouped up in the apartment for a while. I mean, everyone had been. So yeah, but that was a, yeah, that was crazy. Um, well, she, Kelly kind of suggested when you guys were together that maybe the producers didn't give her, she felt like maybe not a fair shot with you on the show. And maybe that's why you guys didn't end up together. Was that something that you ever felt accurate to afterwards? Like, cause you, obviously it was probably a lot you had met her before and then people were trying to speculate that this was all planned, which I, I know probably wasn't, obviously wasn't, but was there any sort of feeling that you had been, you know, cause she kind of expressed that maybe she didn't get a fair shot on the show with you. Or do you think anything would have changed how your ending would have gone? Yeah, totally. hundred percent. She's a hundred percent right on all that. Um, you know, it, it was unfortunate just kind of how, uh, I guess, her kind of journey went through it, you know, in the beginning, it was kind of all this momentum, right? Because we had met and it was a lot of excitement and obviously, you know, there, there was a connection there from the very beginning. Um, and so just me looking back on it, like I remember if I kind of had to describe like how my relationship with Kelly was uh, specifically on the show, like started off super hot, like super great. Um, you know, definitely like at the very top for me. And then, it was like, she just started kind of like, I, I stopped seeing her, you know, I, I honestly, that's just as simple as it is. Like I wouldn't get as much time with her. And, you know, unfortunately that's, you know, producers have a lot of control with that. Um, it just started getting less and less and less. And, you know, I remember like trying to, uh, on our one-on-one, -on -one, um, in Costa Rica, uh, we had like two seconds of off camera time, off mic time. We were walking in this hot tub, like in this waterfall thing. And, um, I just was like, cause I had heard like she wasn't necessarily cooperating the best with production. I was like, listen, you gotta just, just trust me and like, do what they're saying. Like, I want to see you more. I want to spend more time with you and they're not letting it happen. So you just gotta like make them happy. So, you know, we can give this a shot. And, and then she, she started doing that more. And then I kind of started seeing her a little bit more as well. And, um, but yeah, I definitely, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think she got the fairest chance or whatnot on the show, if I'm, if I'm being honest. And I think, yeah, production, they wouldn't, they would say the exact same thing to be honest. So. Was there any part of you when you guys started talking after the show that was like worried about giving your relationship a shot because of the backlash or the hate of like, Oh, he's with his fifth place, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, there's been so, so much, so many, uh, you know, opinions of kind of, how my season went or what, what I've done. Um, at, at some point you kind of just like, you put all that, you just like, let, let it go. You forget about it. You just got to live your life. And if you know, people are going to agree with you, disagree, that's great. Um, but you got to do you. And so I think that was one really cool thing I respect about Kelly a lot was just that, um, you know, it, she, she did a really good job. She had a lot of, you know, a lot of confidence in herself, just getting into that relationship. Like, listen, it's a, it's a TV show. Okay. It's not real life. It's, you spend maybe 30 hours with the person that you end up with at the end of the day, not to say it can't work. It can, and mm -hmm. it provides great entertainment and it's a, it's a beautiful story if it does work, but it's not real life. And so, you know, the first two days, three days that Kelly and I spent together, I spent more time with her than I'd ever spent with any girl on the show. So it just, it was, it was different. People want to compare like the show and how that went to actually how you date in real life. And they're just two completely different things. So um, that's how we just went about it. Well, Dustin, as someone who knows Peter in real life, what is the biggest misconception that people might think about him from the show and what we, we do see on, on, online? Oh, man. <laughs> a little love there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think everyone's perception of Pete is, you know, well, she is America's sweetheart, but like Pete's got a fun side to him that I don't think everyone's seen. And he's got a... <laughs> <laughs> we had to we had to watch him cry for so many weeks. That's why. <laughs> What's that? I said I feel like we said we watched you like cry for half the time. I was just like I feel like I I, I see what you're saying. I feel like I was a mess on the, the show the entire time. So I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I mean when they see you on the show, you were like so much drama and this and that. And I don't know. I think what people don't know about Pete is just like a fun to be around, a fun guy, adventurous, like. Just like, let's go, zero to 100. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, through this podcast, I'm excited that people get to see the real pilot of Pete that I can see every day. 
Um, so, yeah, it'd be a good way for, like, I think our personalities to kind of come out a little bit more than, you know, a show yeah. maybe allows. Okay. Yeah. My one last Kelly question, because obviously you've broken up. She signed, uh, breaking news, everyone. They broke up. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, so obvious, she's kind of said that there was some like deal breaker situation. I know you don't probably aren't going to tell me what it is, but for, from your perspective, a hundred percent done, you got you and Kelly for good. It's over. Listen, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it obviously sucks. Like it was, it was a really great relationship that I had with Kelly. Um, and like, you know, truly, truly, like just learned so much. And I am so, so grateful to have been able to date her. Um, it's just, I think one of those things that, you know, not every relationship is going to last. Um, you know, I think we, we dated for like 10 months and I'll always look back on those 10 months and then with such fondness. Um, but I don't know, I think we just, we just got to a point where, you know, we, obviously we had some, had some differences and whatnot and that's okay. And it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't, um, we just kind of grew apart a little bit. Um, I think for me, honestly, like I, I really just, I kind of needed to, like, I need to be just kind of single right now. I need to be by myself. And, um, I, I have put so much time into like chasing relationships, right. For the last two years and everything's gone through that. So, this is like a really good period for me, I think, just to focus on myself and, and work on myself and um, be okay on my own. And, but I mean, I have, I have so much love in my heart for her. I do. And I, I always will. So, um, you know, I honestly like truly just wish, wish the absolute best for her. And, um, you know, that's that. <laughs> no concerns about bumping into each other in the city now. She's still moving here. I, I guess, I think she still is. Um, again, yeah, we don't, we don't talk, but, uh, Listen, I, if we do, I, I'll be okay with it. You know, I, I would love to see her and, um, it's not going to, I mean, it might be a little weird, obviously, but, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. Dustin, do you have any friendship with Kelly still? Yeah. Me and Kelly are still friends. I haven't talked to her in a while though. I guess it's just kind of like, man, I kind of got in the, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, well, yeah. Kelly's my friend. I did kind of feel like I lost a friend a little bit, but I know she's always like, she's, we're still cool. I just, I got to give them their space, I guess. I guess it's good for me to kind of back out in the moment until healing yeah. is done. Yeah, I think it just takes a little, little bit of time right now for some space. And I, I guess it's tough for you, yeah, because they're, they're really good friends. So, um, but I try, not to, I try not to get in it. Not, I don't want to get into anything. He's a great support <laughs> system though, man. It is so good to have like a roommate you can like count on and rely on like and you're going through like some, some sad times or whatnot, or you're in the dumps, but um, yeah, we'll see. That'd be, I honestly would love to have a friendship with Kelly if that's ever possible. You know, if she does come to the city, that would be, in my opinion, the, the best case scenario. That's nice. What was crazier for you? The theory that fans thought you were dating your producer or finding out Victoria Fuller was in Iowa with Chris Souls? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I bet you haven't been asked that either. <laughs> I haven't been asked that either. Those are good questions. You do. Those are both pretty crazy. Um, yeah, the whole thing, uh, dating Julie, that was, that was always kind of funny. Uh, Julie and I are obviously very close. Um, we spent a lot of time together on the show. So that was kind of just like a fun little thing. Everyone kind of, everyone up to like Rob Mills, I remember the, one of the guys from ABC was like playing into it and um, just keeping people. They're good at that. <laughs> they are. They are very good at that. So I would say that one. Um, guaranteed karma. Tell me about it. Guaranteed karma. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, one of the reasons I moved out here, Pete talked me into moving to New York saying, hey, this is a perfect time for you to try to grow Guaranteed Karma in New York. If you can do it in New York, you can do it anywhere. But uh, Guaranteed Karma is a platform where you could easily find areas to volunteer in your community. Um, after you volunteer, you get perks from local businesses, hence Guaranteed Karma. <laughs> Guaranteed every time. <laughs> so, yeah, we're working with some organizations here in New York, uh, some businesses. Um, one cool one that we just got is um, Fly Nyon. So you volunteer, you get 50% off on a tour around Manhattan in a helicopter, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, one of the cool things we've done in the city so far. Literally, yeah. you're hanging outside of a helicopter. There's no doors. Very cool. Oh, my God. So, so yeah, we're, we're trying to bring high engagement to these uh, areas that need help and high engagement to local businesses since they've had a, you know, a bad year with 2020. So we just want to help the community in all ways and have a good time and connect with new people. And um, yeah, that's what it's all about. All right. How can people get involved? They could follow Guaranteed Karma on Instagram at Guaranteed Karma or go on the website, guaranteedkarma.com. 
and easily sign up. It's here in New York and, and in Chicago. Um, again, yeah, come sign up. You never know who's going to be there to volunteer. Got this guy, got some other cool people that want to, you know, help out as well. So yeah, it's a fun community that we're kind of building here in the city so far. So it's a great way to give back and you feel really good doing it. And it's, it's a lot of fun, honestly, too. Yeah. Guaranteed karma. I love that Guaranteed. name. Peter, I heard you have a book coming out. What can you tell me about that? <laughs> uh, so actually, yeah, I'm very excited. It should be, um, releasing it soon, um, or at least the cover of it soon for like for pre-orders, but it's essentially, yeah, it's a children's book. It's a passion project that I've always wanted to do. And it's essentially about, um, my story of my first love, which was aviation, obviously, and, uh, how that kind of grew to where I am now, you know, as an airline pilot and the whole, you know, the path I took from a little kid going through school and training and, and all that stuff. Um, and kind of just, it's a, a good book to inspire kids to just, you know, chase their dreams and, and find what makes them feel most alive and, and never give up until they get there. So, um, it's, it's really, cool i'm excited to, to share with everyone and that should be hopefully uh come released in uh in june so but i'll be wow. that's so cool a children's book how fun yeah so pretty exciting congratulations um i have a game if you want to play called bachelor regrets for both of you bachelor regrets the podcast is now it's, it's my new staple bachelor regrets it's uh, you can expand or not expand as i ask the question Okay, let's go. Let's okay. Go. This first one's for both of you. Do you regret not wearing more comfortable shoes to rose ceremonies? I I wore the most comfortable shoes. I wore Yeah, he was he was on this the entire time with Converse. And it still hurt. Like you stand up for so long. Like, oh it hurt. I even sprung my ankle during the first episode uh, playing roller derby and I was like, I'm gonna die. My oh, yeah, ankle was hurting so bad. Yeah. Did they call the medics? Because I love on reality shows when they call the medics. <laughs> Did they call for you? And then they call the medics, yeah. They did, yeah. Because they had the ambulance in Rhode Island, too. Remember, yeah. remember that one? Yeah. No, injuries those, between the two of you. Those, those ceremonies were long. It's obviously cut down, but you're, the, the biggest thing is you can't, you got to um, bend your knees. You can't keep your knees locked out for too long because then you can pass out. I think a couple of people have actually done that before because you're just standing for so long. Wow. Good pro tip, everyone. If you're listening and you plan on going on the show, bend your knees and wear Converse. There you <laughs> go. Good souls. Oh, man. Good souls. I don't miss that. Do you either have any fashion regrets at all from your time on television? This guy was always at Do I look okay? Do I look okay? <laughs> the amount of outfits that I borrowed from him, too. Right. I would literally steal all of his clothes on the, on the Bachelorette. Do I look okay? Do I look okay? Okay, I'm not taking this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you look good. Okay, I'm not wearing it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, switch it. I was bad, yeah. That's what was so nice about The Bachelors. I didn't have to think about anything. I had Carrie. He just styled me. Here's your clothes for the morning, for the night. And I trusted him that I was going to look good. So um, I, there was one time, though, I remember I got called out bad for one of my really good friends. It was... Uh, one of the rose ceremonies in uh, Scotland, I think it was. Anyways, it wasn't the outfit that was bad, but I just didn't do a good job at all of ironing it and like cleaning it out. And it was so extremely wrinkled. And like, she called me out so bad. She's like, how do you go on national television and not iron or, you know, steam out your, your jacket for a rose ceremony? I was like, yeah, you're probably right on that one. That didn't look good. How many people um, are on that set? No one could tell you to go steam your jacket for two seconds. What the hell, bro? Like, you're supposed to be looking out. room in there too. I don't know. <laughs> that was more regret, I would say. Um, do you, either of you regret any, without naming names, any sponsored posts that you have done post-bachelor or bachelorette? Sponsored posts? No. I'm really, no. I, yeah, I really like, I don't do anything crazy. I like doing posts that fit me, my personality, my brand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can imagine the pitches sometimes people get are, you know, a little crazy. Oh, I got some, I got a crazy pitch. What? It was for like this male, like thong underwear. What? Yeah. I was like, it's like male grooming, not thong No, underwear. they wanted to wear, I guess it was a subscription. But why didn't you, why didn't you take it? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> no, that's probably a good call. I'll do that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't have any regrets with that. I, I'm happy with everything I've done. Good. I know I tried to ask you how much money you made on your scar cream, which was a very inappropriate question that I asked you at Nemecolon, but hey, it's fine. This scar, but you know what? I'm, I'm owning it now, so. <laughs> I love it. Um, Peter, do you regret being the bachelor who kissed the most women on night one? Yeah, I don't know if I actually am the bachelor that did that. I think they That's showed- That's the title you were given. <laughs> my season, they, sh they showed it. Um, listen, <laughs> everyone, kisses everyone kisses a lot, a lot of people, but I, again, I probably just played ball a little bit too much with, with the producers, but literally like they, you don't see us on camera, like 
so many times I was being given this the entire time. Like they were like, they wanted that. Like they literally were asking for that. And Hey, if I was feeling it, the girl, I was going to go in for it. Um, so this is a podcast. Can you describe what this is? <laughs> oh, this is like the sign that like, so either producers, if like they think it's a good time to kiss, they'll, they'll tell you to do this. Like they'll tap their fingers or they have their phone that says kiss. <laughs> and oh my God. I've never heard that before. Behind the girl's head. Um, the first night though, it's usually their names behind their head just to kind of remind me. Um, and then it'll segue from that to, all right, you should do this. We think it's a good time. I'm like, well, all right. And then I got labeled the, I guess the most kiss, kiss bachelor, but I think you stole Ari's title. Um, Dustin, do you regret not pushing for more time with Hannah Brown? Oh man, actually, I got, I got a good amount of time with her. They just didn't air it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I had a good time. I didn't get a one-on-one, but I probably should have been more, more out there, I guess a little bit. I don't know. You, but you did have, I, they just didn't show it. Cause you definitely, yeah, there was, moments. yeah. Me and Hannah Brown had some fun moments. He did this like sick, uh, what was it? The Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, we were in a, yeah, we were in a castle in Newport and it's like, a, it, it's like, it looked like a castle with a fireplace. I took her and was singing like Beauty and the Beast, twirling her around. Whenever. Oh, why didn't we get to see that? <laughs> I don't know. There was actually, a, there was actually a lot of things they didn't really show. Me and, me and Hannah Brown talked about race. We talked about, oh, we flirted a lot. A lot of kissing sessions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got screwed. They didn't show show anything. And it's 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 like I felt everyone's like, who's this dusty guy? (laughs) Because you made it pretty far. Yeah. (laughs) Like Uh, enough where people would remember your name, but yeah, I don't think they showed you very much. Oh good. No worries. I'm 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 still happy. I'm happy with my turnout, (laughs) opportunities, so it's all good. Um, Peter, do you regret anything that went down in a windmill? <laughs> uh, Are you so sick of being asked about windmills? I yeah, that's literally. I don't think I'm ever gonna lose that. Um, I he's got a tattoo now. It's, okay, no, <laughs> no, that's a good joke. I don't um, imagine. I, yeah, I don't, no, no. It was just at that point in you know my life, my relationship with Hannah it was a great time, and um, you know we had gone to that point, so I don't, I don't regret that at all. Um, didn't think it would have blown up the way it did, but uh, no, I, I don't. Dustin, do you regret not going on Bachelor in Paradise last season? I was actually supposed to go. It just didn't work out. So, no, I don't regret anything, honestly. But we'll see. What's Peter's this? like your agent trying to get you. I, re- I feel like you're, you're pushing for his <laughs> Paradise thing. Do you think he would excel in Paradise? I think, I think he needs to be the next Bachelor, okay? I am telling you guys, America would be so blessed to have Dustin as the next Bachelor putting it out there. Um, I'm telling, <laughs> like, honestly, because you didn't even see him on really Hannah's yeah. season. So I think America would fall in love with him. This guy's an awesome dude. got a great heart. Just a ton of fun to be around. And uh, so I think even more than Paradise, Bachelor. Who's doing Paradise? I'm not doing Paradise. Are you doing Paradise? Uh, what's Paradise? <laughs> Oh, no comment. No comment. Playing coy. My favorite phrase for headlines. Um, not that I think you did a bad job, Peter, but do you think Dustin would do a better job as you as the bachelor? <laughs> oh, totally. 100%. That would be, no, I think we would, if, if that ever happened, I think there would be a lot of funny jokes of competition. Like, hey, I did this a little better. Or he would probably talk shit. Be like, well, you didn't kiss me, girls. I don't know. We, get, we, we, get, we, we have a lot of fun. You would, yeah. Dustin would like, do a great job. We like talking a lot of shit together. Yeah, I would have him on there if so. I need his advice. I didn't. I, I didn't voice you too for that. So I, yeah, you're good. I, we have this joke around like the apartment here. I just ask him for a lot of advice sometimes, and so now he's just gotten to the point where like, hey, I'm gonna invoice you for this. I'm gonna invoice you for that. So the amount, but my bill right now is so high from invoices from Dustin. So. My time's not cheap. Wow. Yeah. I, I guess investment. You make a great bachelor. So totally. Um, Peter, do you regret? Do you regret inviting your parents after the final rose if you even invited them yourself? Um, I, I, no, I didn't invite, no, uh, I don't have any say in that at all. Um, I don't necessarily, no, regret it. I, that was just, that was a, it's a very real moment, um, you know, with, you know, my family. And again, it's part of the reason I love my family so much because we can be so real and so honest with each other. And I think a lot of people appreciate that. So no. Hot tubs, big thing on the bachelor, bachelor nation Do either of you have any hot tub moment regrets. Hot tub moment regrets. In the in the house of the hot tub? Either any any there's just hot tubs all over the freaking bachelor. They put them in the middle of fields, oh. they're at the mansion, they're everywhere. 
Yeah, I don't have any. I mean, I didn't. I mean, you. I, I, was <laughs> I feel like Peter had a hot tub scene. I couldn't remember if you did. What's that? I said I feel like Peter had a hot tub scene. I can't remember if you did. Yeah, I remember with Kelly. And I, I'm, um, not, I'm not going to go into details with that. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a cool hot tub. Though. I was literally like in a waterfall, like 20 feet above this river in the middle of the rainforest in Costa Rica. Um, but it got hot and steamy for sure. <laughs> any tears shed that we regret? on in bachelor history time tears shed i never cried i think i, think I like i regret <laughs> having. Justin, i didn't cry <laughs> I, I regret having, did you never cry i never cried i never had no, like, no. not even just like overwhelmed like low-key to yourself you do i mean i was probably due for a good cry but like night like nothing for like being emotionally attached to like Hannah or anything, but yeah, it's, it's a struggle. I, I would say I probably regret getting our conversation to the point that it got to with Hannah to have all those tears, bring that mascara down. That would be the, the one regret, but, um, that was, uh, that was a lot of mascara. That was a lot of <laughs> That's all bad. Like, should I tell her? Should I like wipe this off? I guess I regret not he just, doing that. He just help the girl out. I know. <laughs> I regret not doing that. I love that. Um, and the last one, do you have any regrets about how your ending played out with Hannah Ann or Mass? That, so, okay. That it's is a loaded question. Yeah. I mean, I, so I've had people asking, do I regret like the way Housing. that I went or like, do, like doing the show? And, Honestly, no, that's the honest answer. Um, could, do I wish it could have ended up better? Like, do I wish that I, you know, was engaged with someone right now? Yes. And like, it would have worked out a hundred percent, but that was me just in the moment, making the decisions, the decisions I thought were the best in the moment, trying to follow my heart, be true to myself. Um, so I, I can't like look back and yeah, even though maybe it seems just like a little messy or whatnot, there's just so much going on. I, I don't regret it because I was doing what I thought I should be doing. Um, and that, you know, I don't never want to like look back on and have regrets. So, um, yeah, no, I, I wish, I wish I, I for sure wish I could have saved everyone, you know, that did get hurt in the process, that pain for sure. But, uh, you can't go through life just like, Oh, it turned out not the exact way I wanted to work out. So I regret that. No, you, you're going to go crazy. If you live like life like that. Justice for you, Peter, you got, you, you had to go through a lot in the last year. I feel like with hey, I'm, I'm in such a good place now though. So I'm having the time of my life. We're in New York and I, I'm so, so grateful for, you know, where my life's at right now. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for making, you know, answering my year long old questions and bringing, making you go back to these places. Um, obviously the podcast is bachelors in the city. Is there anything else you wanted to tell the us weekly audience about what to expect or how to listen and all that fun stuff? Yeah, uh, I would just say for everyone that's going to listen, make sure you engage and like, we want to bring people on. We want to give you love advice. I think I'm So you want people to like write in their stories and you like kind of help them? Yeah, we're going to bring them on. We're going to chat. They're going to tell us what's going on in their love life and we're going to give them the best advice possible. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We want to have some good engagement with, with our fans there. That'd be, that'd be really cool. Um, so, and when I say best advice, it's going to be terrible probably. So well, Peter says he keeps going to you for advice. So it sounds like yeah, hopefully know, you right? can yeah, give some advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you can't, you gotta bring your rate down, bro. You can't invoice me as much. <laughs> yeah. You literally uh, just said it might not be good advice. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's just funny. Cause like we literally, you know, we're literally two bachelors still in the city. So obviously we're not doing something right. If we're both single, but, um, we're still trying to figure it out just like anyone else that's out there that's single. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it, it should be fun. We're excited for people to listen. Have a good First time. episode will be out when? Uh, the 14th, April 14th, every Wednesday. We're, uh, yeah, we just recorded our first one and got our second one recording tomorrow. So if you guys had so much fun listening to this, which I'm sure you did, you would only have to wait 24 more hours to get more Peter and Dustin on their new podcast, bachelors in the city. Yeah, it's quick All time. right. Thank you guys so much. Thank All you. Right. Thanks so much. for Bye having guys. Have fun. a good one. All right. See you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Bye.